Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, hey, before we get this party started, I have some exciting news for you. If you're ready to get your book in front of an entirely new and fast-growing market, an audiobook would be perfect for you. Having an audiobook gives you the opportunity to get your book in front of more people while giving the listener a new way to hear your story in an intimate way. An estimated 131 million people listen to an audiobook in 2021. And do you know that the people that listen to audiobooks don't read print books? They only listen to audiobooks. So it's a whole new market for you to take advantage of. Leverage the opportunity of getting your book in front of millions of people by having an audiobook today. We can help you create one. Visit redemptionpressaudio.com for our introductory special. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to our newest Redemption Press author, Tad Weiss, and his new book, 25 Meters to God. But before we jump into that conversation, let me give him a proper introduction. A lifelong Midwesterner, Tad Weiss went to college in Minnesota and has lived there ever since. He works as a certified financial planner and is the president of Modus Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. He has served on the board of directors for Feed My Starving Children and was their chairman from 2011 to 2014. His hobbies are centered around sports, skiing, golf, and fitness with an occasional triathlon when the mood strikes. Tad resides in Victoria, Minnesota with his wife, Wendy, and their dog, Corby. Their daughter, Maggie, and son-in-law, Paul, live nearby, and their son, Peter, lives in Denver. So let's roll that conversation. Well, Tad Weiss, it is a delight to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to the All Things Podcast. Thanks, Athena. It is a pleasure to be here talking with you. Yes. Well, I have been looking forward to this. I have had some of my team members talking about how amazing your story is and your book and all that's gone into it. So I am excited for our listeners to hear about it today. But before we start talking about the book, I would love for you to just share one of your favorite Romans 828 stories so that our listeners can get a sneak peek into how God works behind the scenes in your life to bring good out of sometimes not so good. Oftentimes, the start of the story, the start of the book is uh, uh, not a good event. Uh, and uh, but it's uh, there, there are so many Romans 828 uh, examples within the book. And and that verse is I had to uh, I had to cut down the number of times that I referenced in the it in the book. There were so many of them. But uh, our, our story started with a very 
uh, significant accident to my daughter when she was uh, 19 years old and studying abroad in Seville, Spain, and, uh, and then everything that transpired after that. So if I had to choose one a favorite Romans 828 moment, I, I would say that through the accident and through Maggie's recovery, that um, God stripped away a lot of things out of her life, and, but he replaced them uh, uh, with uh, uh, people and, and other things that have just been fabulous and fantastic for her. So I have to go with uh, uh, the, her, her wedding day and uh, her marriage to Paul Swanson, uh, which was in 2019. And I think as you just look back at the trajectory that her life was on in 2014, that just wouldn't wouldn't have happened. So uh, it was a long road to get there and it wasn't a clear path and it took a lot of faith and trust from Maggie and from us, but uh, that just ended up being a beautiful event and, and totally changed the trajectory of her life. Mm, I love how God can take something so seemingly destructive and just bring beauty out of it. Yeah, okay. it, um, th that obviously was one of the, I, I think is one of the coolest parts of the book and, and of the story is that our daughter Maggie, when she was over in Spain, um, over in Seville studying, she was out for a run uh, early in the morning on her 10th day in Spain in June of 2014, she was crossing a busy intersection uh, out for a run. A city bus ran a red light and hit her head on. Uh, the bus was going 37 miles per hour. Her head broke the windshield. Uh, her hip broke the headlight of the bus and she was thrown 25 meters in the air by the impact. And that's where the name of the book comes from or where part of the, uh, the title of the book comes from. But for, for a reference point, if you go look at a swimming pool or uh, go look at a basketball court, those are essentially 25 meters long. So just picture um, this young girl being launched through the air that distance, um, landing on the pavement and uh, the, the injuries that, that came out of that. So it was clearly a miracle that um, we like to say that God caught her. Uh, and, and cushioned her landing and protected her. It was a miracle that the bus didn't run over her uh, as yeah. it went another eight meters past where she laid on the pavement. And, uh, and, and she had um, uh, very severe injuries from the accident. But, uh, but to then, um, and, and the book gets into uh, her recovery and everything that, that happened with that. But then also uh, the other part of 25 Meters to God is the journey that I went on uh, at that mm -hmm. time. And I was, a, I was a Christ follower. I was a committed Christian. But as I look back on my life at that time, I was probably holding God at a little bit of a distance and just saying that, you know, I've got this. Things are going well. My life's going great. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in control here. And yes, I, I, I know you and I trust you and I believe in you, God, but I can, I can kind of control my own life here. And when the accident happened and we got the call, it was just such an immediate moment of, you don't have any control here. You're going to a foreign country where you can't speak the language, where you don't know a single person. Your daughter is in the ICU. 
There is nothing that you can do except trust in me and trust in the people that I am going to put into your life to take care of your daughter. And it was just such a beautiful moment for me to, uh, to just sprint those 25 meters to God and just say, okay, God, I'm all yours. You just tell me what you want to do here because all I've got right now is you. And it's just, uh, it's just a better way to live. It's just, uh, uh, the, the, the following Jesus as a fully committed follower, uh, is what the accident brought about for me. And mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's hard to, it's hard to think that God would allow something like that to happen to draw me closer to him. But at the same time, it's just an, an amazing example that he will do anything to, to, to bring me uh, into that relationship with him. And he did. And uh, I'll forever be thankful. Mm. And so it just seems like a situation like that has got to bring you to a place of realizing, okay, he's sovereign. He's got this. Because I, I mean, it was obvious that you didn't and there was nothing you could do, but his sovereignty just, yeah. wow. Yeah, there are there are so many examples in the book, Athena, of where God uh, acted on our behalf Mm -hmm. from getting us uh, two two seats together on a flight to Chicago so we could hop on a flight to Madrid and then to Seville um, uh, on a flight that was overbooked. Um, Just the the people that he put in our path, Uh, a missionary couple that called us on the first day that we were there and said, hey, we've heard about you. We live here in Seville. We speak the language. Um, and wow. I think God's bringing us together. And they walked with us every single day that, that we were in Spain uh, uh, in, those, in those first four weeks. Uh, but just example after example. Uh, someone I didn't even really know uh, was really a friend of my wife's. Um, her husband um, started emailing me and reaching out to me. And God had given him the um, the spiritual gift of, of prophecy or wisdom or, or uh, something. But it was, just, it, it was just amazing where he could, he, he, through prayer, he could see what I needed to focus in on, on that day and what I needed to be prepared for and what I was going to be facing. Super cool to be a part of that experience. You know, someone who, who there, there's no way that they could know uh, that he could know what I needed for that day, except that God was revealing it to him. Right. And he was faithful and obedient to uh, spend that time with God and to share that information with me. So just just so many amazing, what the world would call coincidences, uh, but that we just know is, is God at work and, and God in action. So uh, it, it was an amazing front row seat to see the miracle that God performed in saving our daughter, but then to see all the different ways that he uh, acted uh, on our behalf to uh, save and heal our daughter, but also to use the story to, to help others uh, both in Spain and, and back at home and around the world. Wow. So what then makes your book unique among stories of recovery from a brain injury? Because that's a very unique uh, situation. And so tell us how you crafted it to uh, make an impact. Yeah, Ma- Maggie's, uh, Maggie's injuries were 
Um, the, the scariest part were, were the brain injuries from being impacted by the bus and then by the pavement. So she had a traumatic brain injury in two places. Um, she had seven broken ribs, a shattered pelvis on both sides, a broken elbow, uh, a ton of road rash. Um, and she was in a, in a medically induced coma for about seven days after the accident. So there really was no way to know what her brain recovery was going to be. Everything, as time passed, everything looked good, but you, but you just don't know. I, I think the thing that, that is most unique about the story is the international component to it. Uh, when we got the call and, and flew over to Spain, it took us about 28 hours to get by her side. Uh, as I mentioned, we didn't know anyone in Seville. Um, and people just started coming out of the woodwork in Seville to help us and support us. So we just had amazing support there on the ground. But then we had all of this support back in the United States, too. And there's a company called Caring Bridge, uh, which, uh, which hosts uh, a website where you can go on and provide updates on your loved one who's going through typically a medical situation. And the first thing that we did in getting to Spain was to set up a Caring Bridge site. My wife, Wendy, said, I can't believe this, that it's our turn to host a Caring Bridge site, but it was. And I didn't even know what the website was. But I went in and set it up and just started by typing posts uh, about what was happening with Maggie and, and, and what we were seeing. As God was moving in such amazing ways, I started to write about those as well. And mm. um, so that was really the genesis of the book. And it, and it wasn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't start writing on Caring Bridge to be an author, uh, but we were seeing all these amazing things that God was doing, and I couldn't help but write about them. About the third day into our journey, I got an email from a very good friend of mine. And he said, you know, I've known you for 40 years and we've done a ton of things together. But this writing thing that you're doing, I'm just seeing God in new ways. And, and it's just kind of blowing my mind. I, I, I just never seen this out of you. And that was kind of the that was kind of the aha moment where I was like, OK, you know, maybe I am supposed to do more through this website and through this writing than just telling people about Maggie's situation. And I'd maybe done it a little bit, but it was kind of at that point that the filter just came off. And mm -hmm. uh, the middle of that night, uh, two o'clock a.m. in the morning, I'm in a pitch black hotel room in, in Spain with my wife beside me. And I just woke up and, and God just downloaded this message to me that became the next day's post. And that's really where the filter came off. And it was like, OK, we're not we're we're not ashamed of the gospel anymore. We're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to let it go here. We're going to tell everyone what we're seeing and, and what's happening. And, uh, and that was a great moment for me. That was just uh, uh, liberating. And uh, so I, I don't know that I'm answering your question, but I think that that component of it and the, the international component of it, where we were in mm -hmm. Spain for, for almost four weeks our friends and community back home who were following us, following us on Caring Bridge, praying for us, sending us messages through Caring Bridge, showing how uh, how Maggie's story was impacting them, 
sending Bible verses back to us, which were just spot on for what we were experiencing at that time. And then getting messages from people around the world. I, I can't tell you how many messages, Athena, that started out with, you don't know us, but... Um, wow. so they, they were connected by someone that we knew who was saying, Hey, you got to pray for these, for these people. And so mm. I, I just view it as a, as this beautiful triangle where our, our friends and family back home were praying for us up to God. God was in turn blessing us, uh, in Seville. We were riding on caring bridge and, and, uh, blessing mm. them and telling them on how to follow and how to pray for us and what we were seeing. They were getting back to us on how it was impacting their life. It was just this wow. beautiful global community. And yeah. there ended up being almost 150,000 visits to, to Maggie's Caring Bridge page. So it, it had an incredible reach. Wow. So, okay. So for readers who don't know Jesus and find themselves struggling with a personal trauma, tell us how 25 meters to God will encourage and help them. That's a great question. Um, I, the first thing I would say is I don't know how you go through something like this without God. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine how we would have tried to do this on our own. As I mentioned earlier, we had nothing. I mean, we had, we, so to think of, to think of going through this without the support that we had in Spain and all the people that came around us and supported us there who really came through the church. Uh, it also came through the school that she was studying through, but, but so much of it came, came through the church and through connections back to the United States. So th that would be, that would be the first thing that I would say. The second thing is that in the way that the world views things is you can't look at an accident like this and say that it was a good thing um, or that, you know, you can say, well, maybe some good things came out of it, but what a terrible thing that happened. Um, both Maggie and Wendy and I would all say, we can't imagine our lives now without this happening uh, mm -hmm. because our lives changed so much for the better. We drew so much closer to God. We gained a better understanding of who he is and how he works. And it's just been the most impactful event in our lives. So uh, as difficult as it was to see her go through it, and as long as the recovery period was and all the work that went into that, um, it, you know, we, we all look back on it now and say it was the most meaningful and most impactful event of our lives. So for someone who doesn't know Jesus and tries to go it alone, uh, I think you're, you're taking the hard way out. Um, I, I, there, there's an easier way, and, and Jesus is that way. And that if you trust him and if you, if you meet him and if you let him carry you, he will do it. Uh, it's, it's the whole strength and weakness. And the, you know, the world says you got to be strong enough, tough enough, to, to fight through this and do this on your own. And I'm just telling you, when you submit and go to a place of total weakness and trust in him, he will make that job so much easier for you and will do things that you, you can't do on your own. So I would just say, whose power do you want in this? Do you want, do you want your limited human power or do you want the power of the creator of the universe um, uh, working on your side? And if you don't, 
if you don't have that knowledge or don't have that belief in him, find people to do. And they, they are, go to a church, find a Christian friend. They'll tell you how to do it. They'll, they'll walk you step by step through how you tap into that power. And all I can just say is, trust me on this one. It's going to go a whole lot better for you and a whole lot easier if you lean into it and you let God do his thing. So if we have some people listening today that have someone that they know that is going through a personal trauma of a similar magnitude, your book would be a great gift for them, whether they know Jesus or not, because those seeds would be planted as well for those who don't know him and perhaps show them, you know, how good God is that he can take something that, um, traumatic and bring good out of it. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, over the years, we've heard so many stories of people sharing our story with someone they know who doesn't know Jesus, but who's going through some type of, of similar or, some type of medical emergency. And um, I, I believe, yes, it is a guidebook of how, uh, how you can walk through it, how God will carry you through it. And, and um, uh, it, it's looking at the world in a different way. And, uh, but that's what, that's what Jesus does. He turns things upside down. And um, so, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great book for, uh, for helping people with that. And we, we've gotten, and a big reason for writing the book is just all of the responses we, uh, all the comments we received over the years, all the emails uh, of people saying, you know what, your story, uh, I, I just got one last week, uh, a young lady who, um, uh, who had a stroke and she knew Maggie from high school and she emailed me through kind of the promotions that we're doing for the book and going, you know what, I was in a really bad place and you're your uh, your website reminded me of Maggie and, and brought me back into the story. And that's giving me hope that that, mm. yes, I can overcome this because Maggie overcame what she did. And there's so many there's so many stories of that. And wow. uh, those are those are the stories we love. That's what you know, that's what brings us great joy is that for all the suffering that Maggie went through and everything that that we did as a family to help in her recovery, that there was, that there have been great, great things that have, that have come out of that. And, you know, the most perfect example of that is Jesus dying on the cross um, uh, to, to save us from our sins. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just this tiny, small part of something that's similar to that. But, but, you know, our, our, uh, uh, and in no way am I comparing the two, but, but Maggie went through a lot to, uh, uh, you know, to recover from this. And uh, um, so any example we can hear, we just love hearing the stories about how people are impacted, how they're given hope, uh, how they're, they've uh, drawn into a deeper faith, uh, people that have come to Christ because of the accident. Um, the list just goes on and on of the incredible good um, that has come, and come from the story. And that's, that should be my Romans eight twenty eight answer right there because that's really what that, that's really what the book is about. Well, and that's a great way to wrap up our time together because, um, I mean, it is just allowing God to be God in the middle of the unknown. What's going to happen? 
the terror, the fear, the, the helplessness, all of that, letting God be God and watching him bring good out of such a traumatic situation. And I love that about your story and Maggie's story. I mean, it wasn't just Maggie. It was really, it yeah. sounds like the whole family. Yeah, yeah, it was. There, there's a chapter or a post in the book called uh, My Job and Not My Job. And, uh, and it was about, you know, learning the things that I'm supposed to do and learning the things that I'm not supposed to do and that I'm supposed to let God do for me. And uh, mm. those, are, those are great lessons to learn. Amen. Amen. Well, if we have some people listening today who would like to connect with you either on social media or at your website, where's the best place for them to find you? Yeah, the best place to find us is at our website, which is 25meters.com. So the number 25meters, M-E-T-E-R-S.com. Uh, we, we have a whole website on uh, not only on the book, but on uh, a fundraising project that uh, that we're working on and uh, uh, some things that, uh, that Maggie and I are doing together. So we'd love for your listeners to um, to check that out. But they can also, by going to the website, they can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and can email me if they choose to. And I'd love to hear from, love to hear from you if you uh, uh, have any questions or read the book and have any comments, uh, please feel free to reach out. Uh, I'll respond to everyone that reaches out to me. Amen. Well, Tad, thank you so much for being with us today. It was absolutely delightful. And I just, I just, I'm always so encouraged at the creativity of God, how he can just use the craziest situations, the hardest, the most difficult situations to just show up and show off and glorify his name. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Good it's uh, it, it is. It's uh, it, it's really cool, and uh, uh, I do think it's a unique story. But there's, uh, we all have a story to tell. We all have uh, some way to to uh, point others to uh, to Jesus in our lives, and and this is uh, we're we're honored and privileged to be able to do it in this way. And your team at, at Redemption Press has been fantastic, and to to work with a first time author and and hold my hand through this process and to have a finished product uh, has just been one of the greatest moments of my life. So uh, I thank you, Athena, and your team for, for that. Well, God bless you and all that you, all the ministry that you, your family and you and Maggie are going to be doing together. Just God bless you. And just I'm excited to see and hear uh, all the stories that are going to come out of this ministry from this story. 25 meters to God. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.